On this episode, I talk about CTAs, 24-7 community management, and buying the Jets. Everybody, this is Gary Bay, Nerd Chuck, and you're watching episode 22 of the Ask Gary V Show. Fun fact about the number 22, that's how much the Jets are gonna win tonight over the Bears, 36-14. Lou wants to know, if you bought the Jets today, what would be the first thing you would do? Lou, I've always said that the first thing I would do once I buy these New York Jets, I'm pointing to the stadium, by the way, uh, is uh, I would start a program that would send a jersey to every six-year-old boy and girl in the New York, New Jersey, tri-state area with a handwritten note from me saying thank you, or maybe just a note that I would sign some because that's a big number, but I want to basically convert every single youth into the green, not the blue, and so that would be the number one thing I would do. Start the program that I've been imagining and dreaming about my whole life. Madi wants to know, what motivates you to continue any project, like Wine Library, without seeing any significant growth prior? Madi, you know, for me that's a very easy answer, which is, I just believe in my holistic purpose, right? I'm blown away by how many people are crippled by one project or the other. To me, this is a net-net game. I have a very clear vision professionally where I want to go, but overall, I just want to be a good human being, do business the right way, the right process, put in the right hustle, and I control that. If I don't get results, well, that means I made a wrong strategic decision. But that doesn't cripple me either because as a net-net, I know where I'm going. So for every one or two times I decide to get in the wrong business or invest in the wrong thing, I'm going to figure out a win alongside of that, and that's all that really matters to me. Michael wants to know, as an entrepreneur, how do you feel about government officials picking winners? Like Wynn getting approval for casino in Boston. Michael, first and foremost, I agree with you 100%. This kind of government interface, behind the scenes stuff happens all day long, especially non-American. It happens in America all day long, but you start getting into other parts of the world. There's a lot of shenanigans going on. But I'll be honest with you, as an entrepreneur, and I've always felt this way, and don't forget, I come from a regulated industry business where Wine Library had plenty of headaches. I just completely dis, I just completely ignore it. I, I, I'm disinterested and not focused on it at all. I spend all of my time, and I mean all of it, I spend all of my time on the things that I can control. It's why I fear the health and well-being of the people I love and care for because I'm not in control. But when it comes to business, even though there's a lot of back-end deals, people not rooting for me, deals that were made for me not to win, I feel that I have the talent and the skills to still break through. Haley wants to know, what is your response to brands looking for 24-7 community management? Is it worth the investment? Is it overkill? You know, Haley, I'm a big fan. I believe that everybody that you engage with and say hello to, I believe that everybody I said thanks to or TY over the weekend for watching all 21 episodes of this show get affected by that. I do think the human investment matters. I do think that if brands committed more to one-on-one marketing that many of them don't think is scalable, they would get bigger depth. We talked in the last episode about depth and width. A lot of you responded to that. I think that community management 24-7 can be valuable if you're big enough. You have to be a global brand. You have to be a Pepsi. You, you have to be a Toyota to really get the value out of 24-7 because otherwise you're paying people to sit around and not engage with anything. I'm not crushing it on Twitter between 2 a.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. Eastern. So I don't need anybody, in, which in this case is me, engaging there. But if you're big enough, I believe in it. 
Okay, I get it. Go native, go deep, jab, 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 big right hook. But when it comes to the mechanics of making sales online, you need identification, call to action, no? Both here and on your Facebook posts, you have no links, no email sign up. Do you just trust that with enough goodwill and trust people will find your website slash email when it's time to buy? If I need my content to drive bookings, should I not at least have a link for more info when people are ready for it? Thanks, Big G. Jace, you, you're lucky you're catching me on episode 22 because my favorite new rookie on the Jets is Jace Amaro, uh, our tight end. So I'm gonna give you that. Listen, spoken like a real salesman, and I'm a real salesman. I'm a real salesman, but you're not wrong. I'm all about the CTR, right? The call to action. I'm into that, right? But at the end of the day, you're talking about the difference between salesmanship and branding. Anybody can be a good salesman, but being a great brander, that's where it gets going. The lift of being a brand, being a Nike, being a Puma, versus just selling a new sneaker, that's a big difference. And so, tactically you're correct, and I'm sure a lot of people who watch this think about those things where, why didn't Gary create a call to action? Why does he have a pop-up when I land on his website to collect my email? All this growth hacking things many other people do, and the reason at times I don't do it, because at times I do, and at times I'm very comfortable throwing the right hook, is because I do believe in the jam. The jab, not the jam, and the jam. I believe that branding matters. I believe that there's a time and a place. I believe there's context. In this setting, yes, I do think that in a 2015 world, people watch this show, they see that I'm not trying to sell them anything, I'm bringing value, I'm sitting here during my favorite time in the world, which is Jets parking lot time, because I want to put out content, and I'm just trying to give the best business advice that I can. And I do believe that when somebody stumbles across this, yes, there could be a call to action, and they could click and they could buy, but by me asking for something like sign up for this and buy that in this video or in this world of YouTube, I'm also leaving away the situation where that person can then look at my name, find this interesting, control copy it, go to Google, search my name, go down a rabbit hole, and let me build brand because I asked, like everybody else out there, for the quick sale in this context and I took away the chance for us to kind of, you know, it's kind of like relationships. Because I went to sleep with that person on the first night, maybe I took away the chance for us to get married. I, my friend, am playing the long game, the depth game, not the width game. So there's a time and a place for a call to action, a CTA, but that isn't every single at bat every single time, every single channel, because then you just become a sleazy salesman. Thank you for watching episode 22. Thanks for sticking with me through all these episodes. Thanks for being with me in my favorite place on earth. And now your question of the day. Next week, the New York Jets play the Detroit Lions. I need your prediction, because you've had the benefit of this game playing out tomorrow. Are you posting this tonight or tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. You've had the benefit of this game coming out, so maybe my 36-14 prediction didn't work, but I need your Lions lock of the week. Jets this, Lions that. Lions this, Jets that. Little fun, I want to see your skills. If somebody wins the exact score, something amazing might happen. You keep asking questions, and I'll keep answering them. Sorry, D-Rock.